You're listening to The Dr. Chris Show. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today we're going to be listening to a really awesome speaker. I think she has so many aspects of her background that makes her just an amazing person that she is today in helping people reach their fullest potential, uh, which is uh, Pishi. She is a trilingual holistic mind and body coach who helps people from all walks of life, whether it be CEOs, business owners, just high achievers, maximize sustainable health and success, both in business and in personal life. So I think that's a, such a huge, just a huge area to cover, right? With people that are very successful, but she's been able to cultivate it, make it simple for people and make, has made it effective for them to go to that next level as well. So whether it's, you know, you're looking at your mind, your body, your spirit, your business, you name it, your finances, she's going to be the one that's going to help you kind of break past some of those barriers. And she has a really amazing story. So Pishi, great to have you on today. Thank you, Chris. Super excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, I want to dive right in today with your story because I think you have a pretty amazing story. A lot of people, I think, in today's society and, and cultures have it pretty easy and haven't had to go through a lot of uh, barriers or resistance to get where they are. And they've kind of been on cruise control and they don't really get how bad things can be. I think in today's society right now, in like these last 12 months, people have d- done a lot to give up their freedoms. And just for the sake of, of this COVID thing that we might be dealing with right now. But the fact is, is people don't realize what they are really giving up when they give up these little, you know, quote, little freedoms that they're giving up right now. And you've really been through it and you've really seen what it's like to have things taken away from you in a bigger level. And uh, so, yeah, can you share your story, just where you came from, what you went through, and then what's brought you here today? Absolutely. So I was born and raised in Tehran, in the country of Iran. And unfortunately, at the age of six, the Islamic revolution happened. So I come from a very open-minded, simply put, in a very Western-style family. So we were not religious. So when the revolution happened, it meant a lot of negative, uh, let's say, negative... um, uh, effects and, and impacts on our lives. So my, my father was working with Americans. He was working for Pan American and the American embassy. And he was, of course, like they, they shut down the American embassy back then when the revolution happened. He lost his job. He lost his fortune. He lost everything. And he was mentally basically so hit by this that he could never recover afterwards. And that was one of the reasons that also uh, ended up in the divorce of my parents. So um, I was six. I remember my parents uh, dancing and and having parties and my mom going with bikini to the beach. And all of a sudden we were at the place that we had to wear hijab and and, say that we don't drink alcohol and we don't dance and we are religious because otherwise we would be punished for it. And by punishment, I really mean real punishment. So basically I grew up with this uh, loss of identity. Who am I? 
And also, I went through war sanctions, all kinds of sanctions, like food sanctions, energy sanctions, uh, because Iran, you know, had a, had a huge war with Iraq for eight years. So I already went through so much trauma and difficulty in life. Like most of my Western friends, they don't even understand it. I mean, you guys had pretty easy life comparing oh, to... Yeah. To people like me and and for example, just just like really simple examples, we we couldn't eat chocolate. Like chocolate was black market, you know, mm -hmm. as a kid. We couldn't drink milk. Milk was was like you got coupons that you got your weekly, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you know, weekly um basically share for milk and, and meat and stuff like that. So uh, very often we had no um, electricity. So I had to do homeworks by candlelight. We couldn't take a shower because water was not enough. So these eight years of war and they also, I went through real war. So it was not that the war was somewhere else. Yeah. It was happening in Tehran too for a while. Wow. So I, 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 basically went through uh, bombing attacks and I lost friends and family in, in this stuff. So therefore that was actually a very interesting point that you mentioned COVID for me was not a big deal to be honest with you. you know, oh, yeah. when, when I was talking to my clients or even to my friends and family here um, and many of them were like, Oh my God, this is a crisis. I said, you don't know what a crisis is actually no offense, but yeah. For me, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, I, I feel very sorry for everybody who went through that, that, but the, the impact and how I experienced this last year was by far not as big as how most of the people here in, in the States and in Europe experienced it. Well, I think so many people, it's all about our experiences in life are all about perspective. And you've been through some of the worst of the worst and the things that people go through now, like this last 12 months is really <laughs> nothing in, in comparison. Right. And, and, but it's a slippery slope because these little things that they're willing to give up with their rights is just a thing that could lead them towards what you really saw suppression really look like. Um, and so I think, I think people don't understand too. You said, okay, yeah, you would get real discipline, can you explain some of that real discipline so people can understand really how serious those things are? Sure. I think this is exactly what I also always try to explain to my clients. So there is always positive and negative sides to everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I went through all these difficulties and you could call it trauma, at least also back then when I was experiencing everything. But in hindsight, that is what made me the person who I am. Mm -hmm. So going through so much hardship, as opposed to, let's say, kids today, when you see everything is so easy, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is, is so simple. You can have everything. You can eat everything you want. There is abundance in everything. I think that hardship really made me very strong. And it really built that fighter spirit in me in also knowing that this these things might happen again and again in life like once you go through these hardships and you have to be super disciplined uh, disciplined because otherwise you don't survive i think this is a muscle 
that gets trained and then you get this muscle memory and then over and over the more you proceed in life you can deal better and better with 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 difficulties and trauma so discipline was a very good point because i i really don't know many people who are as disciplined as i am and i don't want to give myself too much credit and i say i don't want to say i was like this from the beginning i think it really was an add on everything that i went through that made me made me be so conscious about myself how i should function in this world to win and and how i can also basically accept being disciplined absolutely now through that you've now risen above those things and those things have made you stronger and it started to create success in your life because of the things you had to go through. And so you've been working throughout your life in corporate America, helping big companies do big things and helping leaders do big things. And so uh, what has led you now to doing coaching more one-on-one and helping those, you know, business owners, people that just want to rise to that next level. What brought you to that, that point in your life? Um, while I was working for the corporate, so I was always working in the training and development as a management consultant. And um, back then, I was very good at psychology. I had studied psychology, but I didn't have still that yoga, meditation, personal training and nutrition that I have now. So very often, when I talk to this big successful CEO, I heard that there is a fine line between the overall well-being and also, of course, the physical aspect, not only what's going on in the mind. I mean, I always hear it, mindset is everything. By far, mindset is not everything. Mindset is something that we need in order to be uh, successful, but we need other things. So very often when I was talking to people, I heard terms like, I can't sleep. I mean, they were successful. They were making a lot of money. They were contributing a lot towards the company, but I can't sleep at night. I don't find the right uh, balance in, in my private life and work. I, I don't have time for working out. I don't have time to eat healthy. So that made me think, how could I actually, when I sit down here and I'm making career plan for them, how could I be more of health? instead of just telling them, okay, you need a successor, you need to go through these trainings, you need to, so this is only one aspect, right? Why do I not have that qualification to tell them in order to get a better sleep, you have to do this. In order to have a better nutrition, you have, so I was not, I didn't have that qualification, you know? Yeah. So that actually brought me to the point said, you know what, I think if I go, and study nutrition and personal training, yoga, mindfulness, that would make it much more holistic. And that would make me to a way more competent business partner. So that is how it started in the corporate life. And in 2015, well, I was working in London. That was, I, I lived in seven countries and um, worked in many different countries. So uh, before I came to the United States, the last three years I was living in London and um, then they closed their office in London and I had the choice to go to go somewhere uh, abroad, like far, far from London. And um, I didn't make that choice. I decided to leave like many other people. And that was the point I could go and find another job in a company. But that was a point I thought, 
why not helping the individuals more rather than giving my services only to the companies? Not that it's a bad thing. I enjoyed doing it for almost 20 years, but why not now focusing more and more on a one-on-one and, uh, and a more basically closer, closer and more intimate relationship with the clients. And that's how uh, the, the, the idea of my company, Dare to Live Coach, started to rise. And uh, my idea of having client and providing holistic coaching uh, basically was given birth. So what are some of the things that you're doing with your clients to help them reach that next level? Uh, yeah, well, I always try to have the holistic approach. I mean, very often you get the answer from the client. I don't need mindset. My, my mindset is great. You know, so so it is uh, like when I say, well, my, my holistic package involves mindset. No, no, no. My mindset is great. But then when you go deeper and deeper into the conversation, you see that there is a need also to strengthening at least the mindset. So I, I basically I have... In every single niche, I have clients at the moment. I have clients who do only personal training with me. I have clients who do nutrition, yoga, and clients who only want to talk, like mindset coaching, success coaching. But what I promote more and more and what I want or wish myself to be established and known for is more, as I said, the holistic coach, like really basically taking the client where they are and bringing them to, to their goals as fast as possible in a holistic way. Well, that's great. You know, you mentioned mindset isn't everything, but then when you ask about that and a lot of people might feel they're confident, they have confidence, but mindset isn't just confidence. And so what are you, what are you finding that are some common roadblocks for individuals when it comes to their, their mindset and how they're processing things? I think um, the major problem that many people have is human beings are are designed to suppress emotions overall over and over throughout the years you know we always get hurt as a kid or in our first love or in our first relationship or through our teachers and we 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 feel that getting hurt is nothing pleasant so we try to basically instead of basically recognizing and acknowledging these feelings, try to suppress them. Mm -hmm. So many people, they get conditioned. And like you say, they are very um, confident. Also, when you see them from the outside, they they have a very confident appearance. They, They look like they are very on top of everything. But deep down, there are many, many suppressed emotions and lots of trauma. And I am not even doing that old fashioned psychology where I say we have to sit down and go through your childhood for 30 sessions, actually exactly the opposite. I am way more for, let's just talk about it briefly, find out what's the problem and let's talk about future from here to where you wanna go. But, but most people, I get it over and over, they really are not aware of what is deep inside. They don't even want to know because when you open the door, it's so many suppressed and uncomfortable emotions come up. So they, they put the, you know, basically they, they close the door back and they are not really aware of who they are. So that's interesting. So how do you find that you help people be more aware of who they are? And is it, 
obviously it's that holistic approach, I'm sure to help them get there. Right. Um, and so what are some ways to help people identify that? Cause sometimes it's tough to help, you know, to kind of self-analyze and say, okay, what's really the underlying issue, especially if you think you got it all together, but you know, you need coaching. So there's some aspect that you're not hitting your goals. So what does that, what does that look like for the average person or, or what do you find works best for the average person? Sure. Yeah, it is always very difficult for most of the people to to basically open themselves up to someone. And I think the first and most important step is really building that relationship and having the connection, you know. Um, I also do not accept everybody if I find out that there is no chemistry for whatever reason, or there are huge differences in the in the values. Um, and moral values, I, I don't work with them. And they are, of course, free to choose as well. But once the connection is established, I gain trust very quickly. Like people see me, we start talking, and for whatever reason, they trust me. So thankfully, once I build the connection and the relationship is there, then there is no stop. Like they really open up and things come out that they tell me over and over. I hear it over and over um, also from my friends. Um, I have never told this to anyone before. So they trust me with everything. And I think one reason is also they, they recognize very quickly, I don't judge. And as soon as this, this trusting relationship is built, then they share everything. And this is the first step to freedom. When you start sharing and when you start basically explaining what's going on in you and what has been going on in you, that's where we start. And again, I repeat, I never sit down and, and say, yeah, let's do 30 sessions only about the past. It is really enough to find that key major incidents that happened in the past that caused this trauma and, and uh, unpleasant emotions. And from there, we only focus on future. And thank you for mentioning that. Everything plays a role. Nutrition, for example, plays a huge role in depression. And these are things that people, many people don't know. I don't want to say nobody knows, but many people don't know. Sure. Uh, exercising, yoga, mindfulness, um, uh, meditation. So I really try. I have clients, they say, I don't want to do meditation. It doesn't work with me, you know. So I try different types of mindfulness trainings. So exactly. Trust, connection, holistic approach. Absolutely. Now, what are some, maybe, can you give me an example to our listeners of, someone that you worked with, obviously you don't have to name names, but it's an example of maybe some struggles and kind of help how they kind of help come to that self-realization and the success that they had from that. Absolutely. Yes. Um, one of my beautiful clients, a very successful guy, um, very wealthy, making very good money. He is a CFO of a very well-known bank. Um, but he Basically, he was also physically fit. He always worked out, but he has a huge difficulty building relationships and not only with women, but also with people generally. A superficial going out and drinking beer is always fine, but 
basically building deeper relationships where, where, where there is love and trust and a real connection. It was very difficult for him. And he's a good looking dude. I mean, he has everything. I really mean it. So, and the problem when we, when we started talking, the problem was like mostly not, not the whole problem was his very first love and very first relationship that left him for another man. And all these years, he thought he's over it and that's all good. But basically he wasn't. And obviously he wasn't. And um, this not having a deeper relationship was causing him a lot of physical problems. Like he was suffering. He plays football, but he was suffering very badly from uh, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain. And he went to doctors and it X amount of x-rays and stuff and nobody could find anything he's top fit you know uh, he's 45 top fit and when I started um, explaining to him that listen for example one of the reasons why Italian they do it so much carb but they are still healthy is this very strong family relationship that they have in southern Europe this is so igniting for the for the spirit that it actually makes up for a nutrition that might not be even perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he started, he really didn't know that. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, this is all emotional. This could be, this could be all emotional. So we, we went, we worked through that. We talked a lot and we are in contact actually basically every week. And he told me he's getting more and more with time rid of his back pain and especially from his hip pain and he can play better football now. So he's building relationships, he's making friends and um it's just awesome and it's helping him heal that those relationships right absolutely so, so how do you feel about with everyone being segregated right now right people being uh, secluded quarantine not able to have them build these relationships and have this how do you feel that plays into people's health right now and how important that is I think it is very important. I feel and see it every day that people cannot really deal with, uh, with this very well. I mean, it was very easy for me, as I said, don't want to brag, but I really enjoyed that time off and everything. And, uh, but I hear it from people that this is really getting um, harder from day to day. And the only thing that I can say is, you know, again, everything starts in life with loving yourself and being at ease with yourself. And this again goes back to everything that we just talked about, you know, like knowing your emotions, what has happened in you. So if you, if you can reach that being at ease with yourself, being alone with yourself, spending time with yourself, this will all get easier because this is not going to be forever. This is just a temporary thing. But I see that mental health is really, of many people, is really suffering. So what I can really suggest to people is mindfulness, do meditation, start loving yourself, start accepting yourself the way you are. Don't be afraid of hidden and, and suppressed emotions. Do self-analyze, sit down, talk to people that you trust, you know. I mean, we have Zoom and everything, at least we you can connect uh, via these uh, these things. Imagine Corona has happened 40 years ago with no iPhone, with no Zoom. I mean, that would be a disaster, right? 
that would be a real disaster. So yeah, self-love, self-analyze, getting to know each other. And of course, exercise, yoga, meditate and eat right. Absolutely. And I think it's so important that we do value those relationships. Like you talked about the Italian um, example was perfect. It's just, you know, that we need to be around people that our energies do and our spirits feed and connect off of each other. And that those, that, that is an important part of it. And yeah, you do need to be right with yourself and be confident in yourself and you be the one that makes yourself happy, not being dependent on other people. Uh, but yeah, just having that, that connection, being able to connect with people, being able to share things, um, it goes huge into playing into our everyday aspect of our health. Um, that might be the piece that helps you adapt to maybe the diet a little bit better because it's not on point or it might help you adapt to exactly. the lack of fitness that you have. Right. But it's like those, all those things tie in and having balance in those things is huge. So, um, what are some things that people could do to work with you? Um, on a one-on-one basis, or if you have even had other programs um, to help with that as well? Sure. Uh, I have at the moment, lots of still one-on-one clients. And it's, it's funny, Chris, because the whole world is going more to more on into online courses and group courses, but I don't know. I love this personal touch still. I love yeah. this. I love it that me and you, we are looking at each other's eyes and we can talk. So I still have a lot of one-on-one I have one product um, that is a seven weeks course. It is called Six Unique Steps to Sustainable Success, Health, and Fulfillment. And this is for everyone who just wants to elevate their success and maximize their performance, both physically and mentally. I'm very Googleable. So if you Google Pishi Izadi, or even if you uh, Google Dare to Live Coach, um, people can find me. My website is daretolive.coach. So this is important, not .com, daretolive.coach. And that's and dare to live. It's dare and then the number two live exactly. for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Dare number two live.coach, not .com. And I am also on all social media platforms. I'm on Instagram, dare to live underscore coach. I'm on Facebook, Pishi Dare, and I am on LinkedIn, Pishi N Izadi, I-Z-A-D-Y. Awesome. So have you wrote a book yet? Because I feel like with your experience and everything you went through growing up, you should, you should write a book. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. And there are so many publishers that also reach out, you know, and say, hey, I want to have your book. But, you know, uh, Chris, I am so busy. You know, I've been here in the United States five years now. So you know how it is when you go, I've, I've, I've relocated seven times in my life to different countries. So when you go to a new country, always the first year is only the orientation. So basically, even though I used to speak English, but I used to speak English, English, you know, I lived in London, even learning the language, understanding what's going on in this country. And then imagine I have a German passport, but I was born in Iran. Okay. So when I arrived shortly after there was the change in the government and everything got really difficult for Persians. So for two years, I had no job permit. I had no right to do anything. So it was all, it took a long time until I felt myself as a whole person with identity here in the United States. So yes, I will definitely do the book one day. Um, It just needs to ripen. 
That's awesome. So I always like to ask our guests this, which I think is so unique to everyone. I think you'll have an amazing answer is what does reaching your fullest potential mean to you? Being happy every day, every minute of every day. So I think um, if I may say that, I think I have reached it to a great extent and I'm working on it. I don't want to say I'm enlightened. It, It sounds maybe too weird and too spiritual, but there was a point in my life where I, where I thought if I reach the point that I wake up happy and I stay happy throughout the day, totally independent from what's going on around me, that is where I want to be. That is where, what reaching my fullest potential means to me. And um, of course, it, there are many aspects that belong to this. You, financially, you have to have the freedom. You have to have good relationships. You have to be sure. But I think this is really what, I, what I, I'm striving to get to more and more, just to, just to be happy every day, all day. Awesome. I think that's great because you, you talk about meditation and being mindful. And those are all things about just being present, right? And I think so many people just, we don't live in the now. And that's one of the things I've really been trying to be focusing on these last few months is just being appreciative of, of the now, the present, because we can get all this anxiety or all this future pace in the future and we forget to live in the moment right now and that's where the real i think happiness lies is when you're just present in the moment and things like meditation and all these other things you talked about are ways to help you get there and to maintain that throughout your life because as you know and anyone that's listened to our podcast before is health is not a destination it's a journey right i can't agree more yeah. Awesome. So appreciate it. it was great having y'all having y'all make sure we pull those links. Um, for those of you that are wondering how P she spells her name, it's P I S C H Y. And, uh, so we'll put those show notes on there so you guys can connect with her, see some of the resources she has and P she, Hey, it was great talking with you today. I appreciate all you've been through, um, to share with others. Thank you so much, Chris. It was a great experience with you. I very much appreciate you having me here. Yeah, um, hope we stay connected. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. To get this and other episodes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com or listen to the Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. 